Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way when there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Broken dreams and wasted years Until the past to disappear Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus And all the wrong turns that you would Go and undo if you could Who can work it all for your good Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way when there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty, who would care that much about me, let me tell you about my Jesus, oh, he makes a way when there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save, let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, let my Jesus change your life. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for each one that is here. We just pray and thank you for those that are watching online, God. And we uh, just want to lift you up today. Help us to do that. We pray for Brother Darrell as he uh, delivers your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy game my anchor holds within the veil my anchor holds within the veil alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. He Oh, may I then in him be found, 
dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless stand before the throne. Christ Still got 
travels Come to life Deserts, paradise Stones just start rolling away When you come around the heart starts to beat again Long stretch to breathe you in Souls just erupt into praise When you come around dry bones Come to life Deserts, paradise Stones just start rolling away When you come around my heart starts to beat again Long stretch to breathe you in Souls just erupt into praise Praise Cause you're the God of the breakthrough When I'm breaking down you'll be working a way through when there's no way out, this one thing I know, you're still on your throne. So whatever I'm feeling, I've still got a reason to praise, praise, praise. I've still got a reason to praise, praise, praise. Still got a reason to praise Cause you're the God of the breakthrough When I'm breaking down you'll be working a way through When there's no way out this one thing I know You're still on your throne Ever I'm feeling I've still got a reason to praise. All right, good morning again. Welcome to the Lord's house. Matthew chapter... 1, 22 through 25, Matthew chapter 1, 22 through 25, we continue with this story, the book of Matthew, we are on the birth of Jesus, and the angel's been speaking to Joseph in a dream, and we continue with that thought uh, this morning from last week, Joseph's listening to what the angel said and getting instructions, you will name him Jesus, and we'll come to the end of that dream and what Joseph did and the birth of Jesus. So Matthew 1, 22, we'll begin there. There's an outline of this on the backside of your announcements. If you'd like to use that, the scriptures will be on the screen. So, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, in verse 23 is a quotation from the prophet Isaiah, who said, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Matt, hold that verse right there a second. Emmanuel says, which is translated God with us, and that's where the title of the message comes. Em Emmanuel is not a proper personal name like Jesus is. It's more of a title. Some, uh, we often say Jesus Christ. Christ is the title. Jesus is the personal name. And Emmanuel is a, 
is a title uh, for Christ, for Jesus, and it's translated God with us is what the name means. That's verse 23, 24. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, all, all this happened while he was asleep, a, a visitation from the angel. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he, as Joseph, called his name Jesus. This is like a Christmas story, God with us. And that's what that's all about. God visiting his people, God with us. God not standing afar off. Probably everybody in the room understands and believes that God sees you. I believe that. God sees you. There's nothing that he can't see, nothing that he can't know. He sees you. But it's so much more than that, this relationship we have with him. He's not a God that's watching us afar off. He's not a God that's standing afar off just watching us. But he's going through this with us. And that's what the birth of Jesus means. God with us. God coming down to us to be, to be like us. Okay, uh, I think you understand that. I'm going to use, uh, on your outline, I'm going to use three they're not stories, they're happenings, instances in the life of Christ. Two of them are out of the book of Luke. One of them is out of the book of John. These are on the backside of your announcements. We'll put these one at a time. Let's just, yeah, go ahead and put the first one up. The widow of Nain. What I want to do, I'm going to use these three stories to help me to describe this God with us, okay? And, and all three of these have what have in common, and some of you already know this, is that uh, there are three times Jesus raised somebody from the dead. These are the three times. The widow of Nain, Jairus' daughter, and Lazarus. Okay, And I want to use those. There are only three, and I want to use those three. And I remember, of course, two of them are out of the book of Luke. I remember when we were going through the book of Luke, how, when I studied these stories, how much information I got, how much it changed me, a lot of that I'm not going to talk, not going to talk about, but I don't want. I do want to zero in on God with us, Jesus with you. Okay, in the story of the widow of Nain, that comes out of Luke chapter seven. Jesus and his disciples are going into the town of Nain, and a widow. It says the scripture says the story says a widow, so she doesn't have a husband, has just lost to death her only son. So the casket and the funeral party is walking out of the town as Jesus and his disciples are walking in. And so they cross each other. And as they cross each other, Jesus sees the situation, and I know he already knows it, but he sees the situation, and he sees a widow who is uh, without a spouse now, and her only son, so she has no males in the, in the home. Even as hard as that would be in our culture, in her culture, it's even ten times worse than that. She has no way to make a living. She's destitute now. No one to help her. And Jesus sees the situation. Now, he sees the casket, but he sees the mother is who he looks at. It's almost as if he doesn't even pay attention to the casket. 
But the scripture says in Luke chapter 7 that he had compassion on her. He saw her weeping and had compassion on her. Not on the son who died, but on the mother who was left. He saw her weeping and had compassion on her. And so he didn't just walk by. Everybody knows that he saw it. You couldn't, you couldn't not see it because they're right there passing each other. So he saw it and he stopped. And nobody asked him to do it. He inserts himself into the story. And he touches the casket and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the young man sat up in his casket. Because of the compassion that Jesus had for the mother. Okay? So that's Luke chapter 7. We go on in the book of Luke to Luke chapter 8. And a man named Jairus, who is a ruler of the synagogue. So he's an important man. Uh, he comes to Jesus. And the scripture says that he falls down at Jesus' feet and begs him. I've never seen anybody do that. But he falls down at Jesus' feet. Similar, and I can, I can easily picture this in my mind. He falls down at Jesus' feet, which means to me, he grabs Jesus by the feet, by the ankles. He's down on the ground begging him, not just asking him. Now, Jairus is an important man. He's got an important job. I'm sure he's well-known in the community because he's the ruler of the synagogue. We would use the word today, groveling, I think. So he's groveling at the feet of Jesus, begging Jesus. I've got a 12-year-old daughter at home who's sick. Would you come and heal her? And Jesus not about the 12-year-old daughter. It's not about her and Jesus. He's looking at the father who's fell down at Jesus' feet, groveling at his feet, grabs him by the ankles, begging him, please come to my home. Please come and help my child. His only daughter who's 12. Jesus says yes. On the way... Uh, a woman with an issue of blood. I'm just going to try to move on by there, which I really love that story. But uh, she comes up and she stops the procession and Jesus is dealing with her. Jairus is just so anxious because, well, first of all, Jesus actually said, yes, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go to your home. He's so elated he doesn't, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean your daughter is already healed. It just means that Jesus is at least going to come and give it a try. Man, that's, you know, if you're begging somebody, if you grab them by the, and you're, man, that's something. That's something. There's just nobody more excited than Jairus right now as they're going down the road. But here's this woman with an issue of blood, stops the procession. Jairus has no choice but to stop and just you know anxiously anxiously wait to the side I mean he's he's just beside himself with with anxiety apparently and just what come on come on you know we got to go so he's standing there as Jesus is dealing with the woman with an issue of blood a um, some uh, I don't know if a, a servant but a message comes from Jairus's home 
and they found Jairus and Jesus and the woman with an issue of blood. And the messenger says, I mean, it, it just says it like this. Jairus, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter's dead. I mean, he says it like that. I'm not making it worse. Jairus, don't bother him anymore. Your daughter's dead. Now, you've got to, as a parent, try to put yourself in his shoes. Frankly, I just can't. Okay? I just, I can't. So excited that maybe, maybe there's help. Maybe there's hope. Maybe. A little frustrated about the pause, but still standing there. As soon as Jesus gets done with her, we're going. You know, we're, we're going home. And then just bluntly, your daughter's dead. Jesus' next words were not to the woman, but were to Jairus. Don't fear. Don't, don't be afraid. She will be made well. The conflicting stuff going on inside of him. But my daughter's dead. Don't, don't be afraid. She'll be made well. Who does he believe? Jesus is talking to dad here. Jesus is talking to Jairus here. He already knows what he's going to do. When he gets to the home, they get to the home and Jesus asks everybody else to leave. Peter, James, and John go in with Jairus and his wife and the 12-year-old girl dead. Jesus, Jesus says, young maiden, I say to you, arise. This all has to do with dad, though, with the father. The widow of Nain, the raising of the son. The raising of the, the widow's son is almost an afterthought. The raising of Jairus' daughter is almost an afterthought. It's what those parents went through before that. And Jesus sees that. The last one's the raising of Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus, a uh, good friend of Jesus, Mary and Martha are his sisters. Lazarus dies. Jesus knows that, of course. He's told that. Jesus stays where he's at. They're in another town. Jesus stays where he's at on purpose. He wants, hey, I'm just going to say it. He wants Lazarus dead a while. Okay. The Jews have this thing. They thought that the spirit stayed with the body for three days. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where they got that. But so Jesus waits. And when he gets there, Lazarus is dead for four days. Jesus is saying as he raises, he's like, hey, I can, I do anything I want to do. You know, I don't, I don't care how long they're dead. Okay, that's the end of the story. That's not the part that I want to. Uh, none of these stories am I zeroing in on the person who's raised to life. I'm zeroing in on the people around them. So before he goes to the tomb and calls Lazarus out, which we're not even going to get there, he stops along the way and he talks to Martha first. Talks to her. They have a conversation. He got, then he talks to Mary next, not at the same time, not at the same place. Talks to them. Now they're both together. And we'll go ahead and put this scripture on the screen. It's John 11.35. The scripture before that, 
Mary and Martha are together with Jesus. They're in a little group and the Jews are all around. Jesus sees Mary and Martha and the Jews, the friends of theirs, crying. He saw them weeping. And he's standing there and he's watching them crying. And the shortest verse in the Bible, right there, John chapter 11, 35. If you're ever playing uh, Bible trivia, the shortest verse in the Bible, now you know, okay? Uh, Jesus wept. Why did he cry? Is he crying for Lazarus? No. He knows what he's going to do. He waited on purpose so Lazarus would be dead four days so that when he stands at the, at the tomb, Lazarus come forth and he comes walking out with his grave. Jesus knows exactly what he's going to do. This has nothing to do really with the raising of Lazarus. Is He's standing there with Lazarus' sisters. Now, see, if I was God, what I would, I would be bragging about what I'm going to do. You know, because that's just me. Hey, girls, why are you crying? Hey, what's up? I'm going to raise him back to life. Why, why are you crying if I was God? Aren't you glad <laughs> that I'm not God? But Jesus looks at him, even though he knows what he's going to do. Even though he knows that the raising of Lazarus is going to happen, I mean, now. He sees them crying and he can't help it, but cry with them. He's not crying for Lazarus. He's crying for the sisters. As he sees them crying, compassion comes out of his heart. Even though he knows how the story is going to end, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's that he sees them sad. And he is sad with them. God has that capacity to absolutely know how your story is going to end. I don't like people who, when I'm going through a really difficult time, I don't like people to come to me and say, Hey, cheer up! You know, it's going to end well. It's going to... It's going to be okay. Turn that frown into a smile and all that stuff. I don't like when people do that. I want to say to them, just leave me alone. And even though God knows how your story is going to end, and God knows how the difficulty, He knows how He's going to work it out. God already knows what He's going to do. He's not figuring this out. He's not working this out. He's already worked it out. He already knows. But he sees what you're going through and has compassion with you. God, Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. I want to tell you a couple things you already know, but I want to remind you about who God is. God the Father is God the Father who watched His only Son crucified on a cross. God the Father is a Father who watched 
the public execution of his only son and could have stopped it. That's who God the Father is. Who watched the public execution of his only son. Because sometimes I'm doing this because sometimes I get the feeling that we think God doesn't know how I feel. God doesn't know what I'm going through. God doesn't understand it. God doesn't get it. But I want you to know that God definitely does understand it. God definitely does get it. The Father, I I don't know which would be worse. Dying on a cross or being the Father watching your son die on a cross. That's a tough call. God the Father watching his son. And I want you to know that Jesus, not only dying on the cross, but he also, the night before he died on the cross, one of his best friends betrayed him. And Jesus was right there watching and hearing the whole thing. And one of his best friends betrayed him unto death. Not just talking about him behind his back. Betrayed him. And another, I mean like his best friend, denied that he even knew him. And Jesus heard it. As Peter was standing by the fire, Jesus was walking by to Caiaphas' room and on that third betrayal, somebody said to, said to Peter, aren't you one of his disciples? Peter said, no, I don't know him. And just as soon as he said, no, I don't know him. I, ne- I don't know the man. Jesus walking by heard what Peter said. So you hear your best friend denying that he even knows you. And not just secretly, I mean out in open. I don't know, I don't know you. It's one thing for uh, Judas to betray. It's another thing for Peter to deny. And sometimes we talk, you know, in, in Sunday school, which is worse? I don't know. That's, that's a tough call. Because Peter is so much closer to Jesus than Judas is. And you hear your best friend deny that he even knows you. At the cross, Jesus' mother and John are the only two of his group that's left. Everybody else is left. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if, let let me go this way. Any of you ever get a spanking when you were kids? Probably not, you're always so good, you know. But... You know, when, when dad would spank me, he would talk to, to me. He would do both. <laughs> Always did both. Which is worse? The talking to or the spanking? Oh, tough call. For me, it was a tough call. I don't know. Which is worse? The physical suffering of dying on a cross for people who don't even appreciate it. The physical suffering of dying on a cross or knowing that all of your friends except for two have deserted you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but what I would almost rather have the physical pain as to know that everybody in my life except for my mom and one friend care about me. Everybody else is left.
it's easy sometimes to get the idea that God doesn't know how I, how I feel. That God just can't really put himself in my shoes. When actually, isn't it true? The opposite is true. You can't put yourself in his shoes. Don't ever think that God doesn't know how you feel. But, but I don't feel him. Well, that's where faith in, faith in him and faith in God's word com comes in. It's that time that we spend believing that he is there. That he does know. I really wasn't going to do this. I'm just going to add this little part, and then we're going to read, going to read the 23rd Psalm, and and we'll we'll be done. Really hadn't intended to do this, but I'm going to I'm going to inject this right here. I think somebody needs this. Uh, I did another funeral this week for somebody I didn't know. It seems seems to be getting to be a habit, but anyway, did a funeral this week. Uh, the family. I'm 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 going to be nice. I'm going to be nice, but they didn't want much. They didn't want me to say much. They didn't really want a want a preacher at all. You know, they they felt like there's something they had to do. You know, for appearance' sake, and frankly, they just wanted me to fill a role, to fill a fill a spot. And and that's tough for me. They just, they just wanted somebody up there. You know, just. Just read read something real quick and and be done with it and you know I, I'm just not that kind of guy. It was tough and it was tough. This this is what I want you to hear. Uh, it was tough getting ready for it. It was tough doing it. It was just tough the whole way. I would have loved for the Holy Spirit to come down and just, I mean, get a hold of me and get a hold of them and have a revival right there, but it wasn't going to happen like that. It was just tough the whole way. Sometimes those revival moments come and the Holy Spirit gets involved and He gets all over you and He gets all over everything and, and everything just works out great. Sometimes it works like that and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just tough. And I know that Jesus was with me every step of the way anyway, even though it was tough. Even though I never, I never just felt, you know, this overpowering power of the Spirit like I do sometimes. But I didn't that time. But that doesn't mean that He's any less with me. Sometimes I feel him so like, like almost like there's nothing else anywhere. I, 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 I just lose myself in him. But often I don't. Most of life is walking day by day, step by step, and not feeling really great about it. And I've, I haven't had time to really think that through because I hadn't intended to do this, do this part. But it's walking through life, not feeling really all that great about it, not just being overwhelmed by His Spirit, everything I do and everything I say. But it's just knowing that He is there with me 
everywhere, every time, all the way, and he's not going to leave me or forsake me. He's right there with me. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to read the 23rd Psalm. We're going to read it slow. Then we're going to pray. Okay? We're going to put do it one screen at a time. I almost was going to ask you to read with me, but I'm not. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in trying to keep up, you know, with the same words. And, and I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to read it slow. And you, I want you to think about it. I might pause along the way. But you all know the 23rd Psalm. You know it well. But I want you this time, right now, to really think about it. And let it speak to you and let it get into you. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You can look at that quite a few different ways. There are maybe a lot of shepherds out there. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't know who yours is, but the Lord is mine. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the, the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Some of you, that's what you need right now. You've had, uh, you've had the funeral like I had, okay? It didn't go all that great. It, it's just tough. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Here's what I want you to see. This is why I picked this chapter. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Stay right there, Matt. For you are with me. I was sent here today to tell you that. No matter what you're going through right now, you, you look at that and you can say that, for God is with me. You are with me. You may come into the Lord's house and doubting that. Not sure of that. Doesn't feel like that. But this is not how you feel. This is the truth. You are with me. Next verse. Verse 5. You're, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Right there, they follow. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. The Lord not only leads us, but he's also behind us. I'm going to ask you to stand. Musicians are going to come, and this is going to be our prayer time.
going to ask you to bow your head with me and listen as the Holy Spirit speaks to us. I think God is wanting to speak to whoever, someone who has come this morning and you are, you just had one of those weeks. You're going through one of those times where it's just tough. It is. And it feels, uh, I don't know, empty, dead, lifeless. You need to be, you just, you already know it. You just need to be reminded. But God is with me through this. God is with me. He hasn't forsaken me. He hasn't abandoned me. He's right here with me. And I've not been able to feel it much this week. But I know it. Let me stay right there. I haven't been able to feel it very much. But I know it. But I know it. Lord, I've come this morning to pray and to talk to you about this. I'm going through a rough time. And I feel, I, I, I don't feel much, but I want to go on anyway. And I'm going to trust you anyway. And I come just to spend some time in prayer. Because Lord, this morning, I really need to. I really need this. I need to talk to you about this. Lord, I need to pray with you about this. If you're in the Lord's house, you're here this morning, you're listening to this. It's just been one of those times. You're going through one of those times. You need to come to an altar or a seat and pray and just talk to the Lord about this. Work, work some things out while they play and sing. If you need to come and pray about anything or anyone while they play and sing, we invite you to come. of love that's calling and there's a chair that waits for you and a friend who understands everything you're going through Standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame There's a light of hope that's shining Won't you come take your place Bring it all to the table
Cause you've been forgiven You're accepted as you are